0: People, as much as people talk and say things are going to be different and they'll change, they're not going to change, people will show you exactly who they are right at the beginning. So trust them when they show you. It's Renee. Welcome back to the Bloom From Within podcast, where we talk about all things of balance and intentional living. If you're new here, welcome. Thank you so much for tuning in. And if you are a repeat listener, thank you again for all the support that you've been giving me for the entire life of this podcast. I really appreciate it. So I kind of have a little bit of like a treat for you guys today, or I guess like what I think is a treat. We'll see. Um, But... I know this is like more of obviously like a wellness-focused podcast, but I have like sprinkled in a couple episodes here and there that have to do more so with like dating and how that can kind of like reflect back to your like wellness and well-being. And I've always gotten a lot of like positive feedback on this episode. So I thought, why not do another one? And this is actually inspired from like a conversation that I had with one of my friends recently, just about like some red flags that they've been seeing and people they've been dating. So I thought, why not? I'll come on the pod. I will talk about some of the red flags that I have seen in my dating life. And I'll even tell you some stories, some real life stories about some of the people that I've met on dating apps and, you know, like the red flags that I saw in them and then ultimately what the lesson was from them. Because even when things don't work out with dating, it's totally fine because every single person that you meet, it's literally a lesson. If, if anything, like majority of the people that you're going to come across, they're not going to, it's not going to work out with them and that's okay. But if you can just approach every situation from a positive mindset and figure out either like what you learned from them or what the lesson was, or what did you have to experience in order to grow into a better person? So buckle up and get ready to go. We're just going to get right into it. I actually had to do like a little bit of research before I started recording this. I, I literally had to go onto my Instagram and make sure that like none of these guys follow me anymore (laughs) because like, God forbid one of them like listened to the pod and then like heard it because I know that some of them used to so I did my research and we're good we're in the clear hopefully unless they're on some like weird fake profiles which some of them some of these people I wouldn't put past them but that's okay (laughs) So all of these different experiences have really happened over the course of like the past year and a half. Like some of them, my encounter with them was like a very, very long time ago, but it's just the experience are just so like ingrained into my being now that like, I just need to talk about it. All right. So the very first red flag that I had the opportunity to to experience was just somebody being very forward and very affectionate very, very early on in the dating phase. This one um, gentleman in particular, I'm, I'm trying to be very nice if you guys can't hear the word choices that I'm making. This one guy, I met him very, very, very early on into like, my, my single phase, dating phase. So this was, like, just about, like, a year and, like, a handful of months ago. I met him on Hinge, um, where I've met, honestly, all these guys. So I'll just state that once but we mashed and like he wasn't exactly the guy I would normally go for but it was fine his like prompts I remember were like pretty good and it gave like enough information for me to like feel like comfortable at least like matching with him immediately he's he's messaging me like calling me all these like cute names and I honestly at first like while we were like talking on the app I didn't think anything of it because you get those messages all the time where it's like hey cutie hey beautiful like all that stuff you get that all the time so I didn't think anything of it like whatever and then eventually like our conversation progresses off the app and we're you know like we exchange Phone numbers, and we would text throughout the day, and he, uh, we would talk on the phone a lot. But even after all this time passed, he was still calling me all of those like pet names, like "Hey babe," "Hey beautiful." Like every morning, I would get like a "Hey beautiful" text. Every night, I would get a "Good night, beautiful" text. And I'm just like, dude, like it just became a lot. Honestly, and like this was all happening before we even met in person. And spoiler alert: I never even ended up meeting this guy. All of the affection. So early on, was just so overbearing for me. And it just, it it didn't sit right. Like, it just felt like something was wrong. I just didn't understand how somebody could just be so, like, lovey-dovey towards someone, like, so early on. Like, literally before I even met this guy. So we had plans to meet. He planned this, like, really nice restaurant, this, like, Italian I don't know, like an Italian restaurant up in New Hampshire. And it was like a couple days before the date and we were talking on the phone and it just didn't feel right. And there was this one story in particular that he was explaining how he likes to put like hot sauce and like all these different things in his ramen noodles. And I remember just like giving out a little giggle, like it really was not anything serious. And he just like snapped. I had never in my life heard anybody get so upset over somebody laughing. He literally said to me, Renee, don't try to change me. And I was like, what? I'm like, dude, I don't care if you put hot sauce in your ramen noodles. Like, that's not a deal breaker. Like, who gives a crap? Now that I'm just, like, talking about this out loud, I'm realizing how ridiculous I sound that I'm I'm literally – I literally got into a fight with a man over hot sauce and ramen noodles. Like, I am literally, like, shook right now, and I'm kind of, like, laughing to myself all over again that, like, this was actually a thing. But it was just, like, that reaction, and it was so – blinding because of the way that he was just so affectionate so early on with all of like the baby names and the beautifuls and the sweeties and the babe. And I'm just like, so all of that was probably some like front, some sort of way to like hide something deep like within him, I guess. The lesson with that one was to trust your gut. Like if something does not feel right and something feels off or wrong, but you can't exactly put your finger on it, just trust that your intuition and your instinct is telling you everything that you need to know. If something doesn't feel right, it probably isn't. All right, the next red flag that I have learned is that if your date tells you that he treats his friends poorly, he's probably gonna treat you poorly. So I went out with this guy, this was probably like last summer. Um, he actually, it was super nice. He lived kind of far away, but he drove all the way down to like my town and we got brunch in the, like, the town center. It was like actually pretty cute got along pretty well. It was super funny. He had me laughing the whole time, like super engaging, but he won. Actually, this is probably another red flag. He told me how much money he made like immediately. And that, that was kind of weird. Um, but two in the the red flag that I want to highlight is that he was always like telling stories and about his friends and his like roommates and like coworkers. And in this story, he was always like either yelling at someone or he was like telling someone off, or he was just like, it was just like a constant string and like this like continuous action of him treating somebody else like poorly. And that was just like the biggest red flag in my mind. Cause I'm like, okay, you treat like almost everybody in your life bad. Like what makes me any different? So the lesson from this one is that insecurities are loud and confidence is quiet. People who are insecure they're always going to be the ones who are constantly trying to put people down and it's really just too, like, high to like hide a mask their own insecurities and not make them as like evident as they want them to be and now that like I'm thinking back to it him just like throwing a salary at me within the first like 10 minutes of us meeting like that was obviously his insecurities speaking loud as well because like who cares like who needs to know how much money you make i don't it's not going to make me like you more it literally has no effect on me so that was my one and only date with him Although he did reach out to me later on and asked for a second chance, but of course it was a heck no. All right. So the next red flag that I learned during my dating experiences, um, is that if they cancel plans, like that is a huge red flag. And with this guy in particular, like, oh my God, there are like so many stories I could tell you. There are so, I I honestly gave this person way too many chances and that is sort of like a part of the lesson. Um, but like, from the beginning, I should have just cut this guy off. But one, this was like very, very early in my dating journey. Kind of similar to the same. It actually was the exact same time frame as that first guy who was like really affectionate early on. I was talking about at the same time. But so there was a lot of healing that I had to do when I was talking to this guy. I, I learned a lot about myself in this and it, this situation actually helped me grow. But. Yeah, red flag is that if they cancel plans, that is not a good sign. So so the conversations like were great, you know, on the phone and texting or whatever. Um, we had made plans to meet up for coffee like one morning, because this is when I'm pretty sure I was I'm pretty sure I was working nights at this yeah, I was working nights at this point. Um, I was working nights, so we had made plans to meet up for coffee but it was like the late morning. So it was not like the crack of dawn here. I just didn't hear from him. Like the day of, he didn't like call me, he didn't text me. And he just like completely did not show up to our meeting. He reached out to me at like four o'clock in the afternoon. Like it was like the majority of the day was already over. And his excuse was that his phone died and he woke up late. So he like woke up late. His phone was dead. He put it on the charger and then he went back to sleep. At no point of the day could he reach out to like tell me he couldn't make it. He couldn't like reach out to even like apologize and say that he was sorry for oversleeping, but he was just throwing all these excuses at me once we eventually did like come together to talk about it. And somehow in all of this, he somehow tried to spin all of this on me and that him not showing up was somehow like my fault. (laughs) This man honestly could get like an entire episode just for him. There are so many things that were wrong with this, but that is it in a nutshell is that he was just very like inconsistent, um, cancel plans all the time, and then somehow try to blame it on me. And oh my God, this guy, he, he, like, once we ended things, he literally reached out to me like seven different times after things had already ended to try to like reconcile and to like get things back together and going again. Like, I kid you, like, it was just getting so annoying. Um, I'm actually, um, I'm actually going to pull him up right now on my phone. I'm pretty sure I still have like all the messages, which I probably should just delete because why am I keeping these? Um, oh my God. Oh my God. He, (laughs) oh my God. They're so funny. I said, so he texted me one, I'm like reading at the bottom of the messages, like the more recent ones. And he texted me and he said like, hi. And then I said blank his name. Why do you keep texting me? And then he said, because I told you to block me. And I said, that doesn't make sense. And he said, kinda, if you did, you wouldn't get my text messages. And then I said, if you didn't text me, I wouldn't get your text messages. (laughs) And then that was like the end of it. And then everything after that is just him like continuously reaching out and then me just like not responding back. So let's see, he hasn't reached out since a few months ago. So hopefully this is the end of it. So the lesson from this one is one chance is enough. Don't waste your time. People, as much as people talk and say things are going to be different and they'll change, they're not going to change. People will show you exactly who they are right at the beginning. So trust them when they show you. And then the last red flag that I'm going to touch on in today's episode that I learned is that it's a red flag if they don't completely accept your life in its entirety. So all of the people in your life, all of the things that you enjoy to do, if they don't accept every single part of you, no matter what that entails, then that's a red flag, and it's and it's more than likely not going to work out. And I was able to experience this red flag through this guy that I was dating. We were we went on several dates. Um, it was definitely like progressing, and this guy, honestly. On paper, he was great. He was it was he was fantastic actually. He had a really great job. He had this really cool apartment in Boston. He could like take care of himself. He was very kind. He was very funny. We got along. It was honestly like I was spending time with my best friend. I always felt like very safe and very like seen with him. And I felt like I could always be my like authentic self. But there was one thing that always sort of just like created this dark cloud over our interactions. And as like all of you should know, I have spoken about him many times on this podcast, but I have a son and obviously having a child comes with him having a father. And as much as this guy that I was seeing would say that he was like totally accepting of the situation, like he would always make small like comments or, or do things where like, I knew that subconsciously he wasn't okay with it. And he wasn't okay with the fact that like my son's father is still in my life. And At the end of the day, my son is the most important person to me on this planet and I'm going to always be doing what makes my son happy and what makes him live his best life. And if that's obviously keeping in touch with his father, I'm going to do that because that's what my son wants. My son wants his dad in his life. So this guy that I was dating, just like I said, he definitely could not accept that. He thought it was like strange when I would mention my ex's family or saying that I was going to make plans to see them. Like he didn't understand how I would want to like still intertwine those parts of my life. And he definitely was not comfortable with it. So it created like a huge wedge because the person that I'm seeing, like they need to be okay with that part of my life because that's never going to go away. My son is always going to have his dad in his life. I'm always going to be connected to that family in some way because I want to make sure that I'm still present and I can still maintain those relationships for my son. So that was a lot, (laughs) but essentially the red flag in the situation was that he couldn't truly accept all of the parts of me, no matter like how much he claimed he could, he he really like couldn't. And the lesson that I learned in this is that somebody might look really good for you on paper and they might like check all of your boxes for what you're looking for, but that doesn't mean that they actually are good for you. And maybe there is something underlying that you're not completely seeing right off the bat. And I guess another lesson too, in this one could be kind of like similar to one of the previous ones is that insecurities are loud and confidence is quiet. So there obviously, I don't know, maybe there was something deep down that made him very insecure with the fact that my son still has his dad in his life. So those are all of the red flags that I have for you for today and the lessons that I have learned from each one of them. I do want to say that the dating scene is not all that bad. These are just a few that I wanted to highlight because of their impact on my life and what I learned from them. However, there have been many, many other people who I have thoroughly enjoyed connecting with and talking to and learning from them and that not everybody out there on dating apps are bad. You kind of just have to like weed through some of the people. And honestly, bad is honestly a really poor way to explain them to. like nobody is bad, nobody is innately bad. I think we all want to be good people. sometimes we're just blocked and we're not exactly aware of what makes us like blocked and we're not exactly like conscious of the things that we're doing and the things that we're saying and how it might affect somebody or how something from our past is like creating those different uh, situations. So again, thank you so much for listening. If anything that I said, either, I don't know, like helps you or made you aware of something that you're experiencing or maybe something that I said sparked a light bulb in your brain and maybe there's like a friend that you can, you know, pass this episode along to to have them listen. I would appreciate it so, so much. As always, take a screenshot, let me know that you listened, share it on your Instagram stories. I'd love to hear what you guys have to say and what you think about some of these like really crazy, probably a little bit of overshare stories that I I had on the show today. I guess it's a part of me and I let you guys know very, very early on that I was going to start sharing things that are a little bit more vulnerable in order to connect with you guys. And that is exactly what I'm doing. So again, thank you so much for listening and I will see you next time guys. Bye.